welcome to the Weekly Patch, the podcast designed to help make the games industry better, one patch at a time. This is the Week 16 Patch, and I'm your host, Zyger. With me, the horror movie enthusiast herself, Spencer. Conjuring movie series has a lot of movies in it. I didn't think it had that many movies in it, but it does. That's because they realized that most of them they shouldn't talk about very much. (laughs) (laughs) And joining us is the developer with an eye for the fighting game scene, Jordan. I love me some fighting games, but I also love me some Sonic the Hedgehog. And you know what? In judgment, lost judgment, you can play Sonic the Fighters at the arcade. Two worlds collide. Let's go. Two worlds. Is there a Sonic game in Yakuza 7? There's a lot of Sega games in Yakuza 7. There is not. No. There's Butcher Fighter. There is Virtual Fighter. And lastly, the Queen of the Commonwealth, Kaylee. I'm going to take umbrage once again with the fact that when Zyger does the intro, after he puts his little intro thing, he puts, let Kaylee speak in parentheses. And I'm like, let. Like, you can let me do anything. Let me speak. Dare you to let me not speak. Those are only for me. (laughs) Like, every single time I'm like, who the fuck you think you're talking to, you little sorry motherfucker? I tell you one motherfucking thing. And you say, bitch, shut the fuck up. And then we just did an NWA song, and it was really good. You guys did a great job, except you didn't have my back, so whatever. I didn't even think about that song. Real ones now. It's fine. (laughs) Anyway, this week we'll be talking... This week, we'll be taking a quick look into the recent updates within the games industry, and then we will be doing our first ever weekly patch predictions for E3 slash Summer Game Fest slash time of year where everyone announces stuff. Without any delays, let's get into the Scrum. Private Scrum. We're telling you, The Scrum. New PS Now games have been announced, which include Sonic Racing, Virtual Fighter V, the Witcher 3, Sonic Forces, Slay the, A- Slay the Spire, and Car Mechanic Simulator. I don't know if y'all saw the tweet from PlayStation about this one, but it is the most <laughs> disrespectful shit I've ever seen. I'm going to go on tire. On this, the week that we celebrate 30 years of moving fast, 30 years of the blue blur, 30 years of my boy Sonic the Hedgehog, Jaleel White, at some point. You show a tweet that shows Sonic Racing, The Witcher 3, and Virtual Fighter 5. And in the text of the tweet, they mention Virtual Fighter 5, The Witcher 3, and Slay the Spire? You're you're not going to name the Sonic? You put Sonic in the picture and you're not going to name him? That's one of the games. It was specifically the Sonic Racing logo that made it. So you wouldn't even know that you got Sonic Forces unless you read further. Because the graphic only included Sonic Racing. All all that Sonic has done for PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now, you know. Wait, wait. What has Sonic done for PlayStation Plus? This is news to me. Sonic Forces was one of the highest downloaded PlayStation Plus games last year. Oh, shit! And now it's back on the doohickey, Sonic Forces. And now it's on PlayStation now, because people like making their own Sonic OC, and we gotta recognize that That's Sonic That's true. That's a big great. part of it. I feel like there's, uh, people talk about the, like, YouTube to alt-right, or podcast to alt-right pop-li- pipeline, but I don't think we spend enough time talking about the Sonic OC to furry pipeline, which is a much oh, yeah. better pipeline. You know, furries are way cooler than anybody else I just listed, but... 
it's it's there, right? Like like we all know it's there, right? There's a very distinct oh, are you a My Little Pony to furry pipeline or are you a Sonic to furry pipeline? Like they produce, I feel, I said I feel, two different types of furry. Well, it's because that's like OG uh, furry community versus new furry community. Because like one of the things that is credited with the proliferation of furries in the 90s, early 2000s, was uh, Sonic Underground. Because people thought, oh, these, co- these characters in this Sonic cartoon are hot. I mean, and then and then there was like uh, Babs Bunny, not Babs. Lola uh, Bunny. Lola Bunny. Babs is a child. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but then the new ones are the My Little Pony French of the Magic because if you watch that show, you understand. Uh, I, feel, I feel like the new school is Zootopia. You're not wrong. Zootopia did it, in th- but I just I just can't deal with this disrespect to Sonic. Uh, I'm gonna buy one of those Sonic chains. That was announced this week. Which one? Zyger and I were talking about which one we would buy if we were to buy one. I will get both earlier. Sonic and Knuckles. Sonic and Knuckles. So you, both of us were like, I mean, Shadow's kind of the coolest one, right? Like, if you're going to get one, it'd probably have to be Shadow. And then I was like, personally, I would get Knuckles, so that's my dude. But then, if you're talking about which one aesthetically looks the best, the blue on the Sonic one, I have to admit. The blue so, on the Sonic pops hard. So for me, it was between Sonic and Knuckles, but I feel like the most appropriate one would be Shadow because he's the one cool enough to like be like, yeah, make my make me a chain that's my face. I don't feel like Tails is ever going to be that cool to be no. like, make me a chain that's my face. You're but really I feel close like to Shadow my logic. Is. You're really close because because so, like Knuckles is my dude, but the blue on that Sonic one pops. My Thank only you. difference okay. is yeah, right here. Shadow sucks. That's my only difference. Shadow's like a thing of characters that I thought was cool when I was a kid, and then I grew up. And I replayed some Sonic games, like, oh, this, this guy sucks. But at the same time, if any of them, like, in canon were to create their own merchandise, like, Shadow would be like, I want my face on a necklace. Big. Huge. Sparkly. Because Shadow is just, like, that late 90s, early 2000s culture. And that's very that culture, where it was like, oh, you know, here's my, like, Patrick Star on a chain, and it was just wackadoo yes. kitty shit, you know? I, yes. I feel like that would be his you're not wrong so yeah the playstation marketing for uh, sonic has been real bad uh their other marketing has been real bad too they're just having a week of bad marketing um so they had a state of play on tuesday wednesday <laughs> nice i never know when their state of play out. um <laughs> they had a state of play this week it doesn't really matter what day it was but they um put the uh the invitation out like a couple days before and it was like i read the blog post and i just skimmed through it it was like at at 9 a.m and that's the first time they gave you and so like human brains that's just how they work like when you write wedding invitations you always see the time of the ceremony and then the time of like even if there's a cocktail hour that's before the ceremony they will put that time after because the time you want people to remember is the first time you give someone because Okay, so hear me out in case I'm not sure about this. Because sometimes wedding invitations confuse me because they want to put dates in, like, a word. Uh, they word everything weird. But, for example, if it was, like, the wedding ceremony itself starts at 3 p.m., but there was a cocktail hour that started at 2 p.m. beforehand, the invitation would be, like, ceremony at 3 p.m. And then in smaller font underneath, it would be, like, cocktail hour an hour beforehand at Correct. 2 p.m. Even though you'd think it would be listed from earliest event to latest event. But the important part is that you're there for the right. ceremony. So you want to so. put the like most important time first. 
That's just like that makes sense. Like that's yeah. just like what they teach you in like PR writing, like in publicist writing. And um, so their blog post was like, "Come on at, down at nine a.m." And that was come on down at nine a.m. for a five hour countdown of it was. Five hours? Mm-hmm. Five hour countdown to the state of play where they just showed the day night cycle of the environment for five hours. Over and, and over and over. And like, again. I know I wasn't the only person who made this mistake because then I went onto YouTube and typed in like state of play live stream. And there were like 15 to 25 like people whose job it is to live stream these things on their channel all the time who were like, what's going on? Why is this just the same thing over and over and over again? Oh my so God. the live stream was at 2 p.m. And yeah, like, and then Ubisoft did it the same day. Please stop making countdowns for countdowns. That's not, no one wants to do that. No one. No. No one likes it. <laughs> these, are in, these are countdowns to the announcement of the announcement. I'm tired. We need to stop. This is getting crazy. Best part of the Sonic uh, showcase, no countdown. They just went fast. I missed the whole Sonic showcase because it was supposed to. I had it was under the assumption that it started at the exact same time as the place as the PlayStation one. So I figured one of you would Wait, watch do you it. Think that's and why then PlayStation I would, did it. Huh? What do you think? There was a chance that's just a one hundred percent spite thing where PlayStation knew that by the time people realized that their thing hadn't started yet, they'd have already missed a huge chunk of the Sonic thing. And it was like, fuck it, we'll take the bad PR just to lower the count of people watching Sonic's thing live, just to be petty. Bastards. I would love that. That's my new headcanon and no one can change my mind. Somebody's like, wait, this is going to be awesome. Trust. <laughs> and you you fell right into their plan perfectly. I'm also going to reveal something that I haven't checked. I almost didn't say this because I wanted to check and then talk about it later. But with Virtua Fighter popping up in the news all the time all of a sudden thanks to the power of yakuza making everyone be like oh virtual fighter's cool again um i grew up in a household with a playstation 2 and the fighting game that we had was virtual fighter 4 i didn't grow up with like we didn't have like tekken or, or anything else on ps2 the fighting game that we had was virtual fighter 4 and i swear to god the way that the announcers said it they were like Virtua Fighter 4. And so I thought it was Virtua Fighter. Not Virtua Fighter. Uh-huh. And I did not know. Because who the fuck has ever played this game? I had not been in the same room with another human being that had heard of this fighting game series. Because so much of it is a ripoff of Tekken. Like one of the main characters looks just like um, Nina Williams. It's just Nina it's the Williams. the other way around. I think Tekken bit off first. And that's the thing. And if you look it up, it's the other way around. But I'm talking about like more popular, less popular. So to me, I had the knockoff version of Tekken with this knockoff Nina Williams protagonist. Because again, like there's a popular one and I had the other one, which means I had the knockoff. Regardless of which actually came first. This was, I was eight. This was my perception. Is I had the knockoff. Um, and I didn't know until I was, I think, 19 or 20 years old. When I was really getting into the fighting community and um, hosting a lot of uh, tournaments in town. Um, And finally, I was telling the story of how I grew up with, you know, Virtua Fighter. And so it was like, Virtua Fighter? And I was like, I'm pretty sure it's Virtua Fighter. Thank you. They said it every single time you started up. Virtua Fighter 4. And I always read it as Virtua to this day in my head. I don't blame you for that because old fighting games, older fighting games, have that problem where they say the names and characters different from how they're pronounced. 
in Street Fighter Alpha yes. Two, I think, um, there's a character named Rolento, and the announcer yeah. says Roland. Yeah. I'm like, that's not his name. Or you have uh, like uh, everything Terry Bogard says ever. Yes. But yep. he and it's like, what did he just say? And it's like, you said whatever you want him to have said. I love it. Yeah. Next okay. up. Uh, the Pokemon Company has hit record-breaking profits for the 2020 financial year, as reported by Sarankantoto. Sarankantoto. All right. Okay. As reported by Sarankanto. Oh, my gosh. I did it again. Sarankantoto. Got it. Okay. As reported by Sir Cantoto, reaching 1.1 billions in sales, uh, 254 million in operating profits, and 170 million in net profits. I want to believe that a lot of that is Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go, you think, during the pandemic? Yes, because, at least in New York, uh, there was like a big resurgence of it in New York because a lot more people were going on walks. During the time. Oh. And I will say they did do a lot of cool stuff trying to adapt to the fact that they couldn't really encourage people to leave their houses. So there were they were doing more lax stuff and like more localized events, from what I recall. So it actually isn't that crazy. Uh, I do I also you're not it wasn't just New York. I just distinctly remember a vibe of Pokemon Go resurging in popularity. But I do think most of it is Pokemon cards. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say Pokemon cards and probably the DLC for Sword and Shield, which apparently is real good. Yeah, I saw it played it. Fuck, I forgot. Maybe I'll start it in November, like November 1st, to give me like, like two weeks to play it before the new Pokemon comes out. I would out. suggest you give yourself more than two weeks to play it. Yeah. Because oh, there's two things thing in DLC. So. That's true. That's true. I was thinking about just playing one, but I wouldn't. That's not how it works. For some reason, I was thinking, like, well, the, the, I always think, like, this one is named after, you know, each version has their own. But it's like, no, both versions have two. It's the same two for both. Like, my brain keeps thinking of, like, one for each. I divide all Pokemon titles by half. It's just instinctive. I don't know how to describe it. Um, which sucks, because I have Disguise 6 to play. I have all of the Nintendo Murder Club games to play. I have... Uh, f- what comes out this year? So much that comes out this year. I'm so behind. All I want to play is more Fallout. They're going to be, like, this, I'm really interested to see what this next year is going to be, because they have two pretty big video games coming out. Yes. They've got the remake of Diamond and Pearl, and then they've got Legends, and I'm not saying that Pokemon name, I refuse. Arceus. Mm. And then they just had Snap. Correct. Yeah, they the big oh, one. Probably snap. Gonna make a lot I of hope Snap of it gets DLC. What if Snap gets DLC? <gasps> I would I love think that it's so much. DLC themed after Diamond and Pearl. If it got Ooh. Diamond, well, like you could go to. <gasps> Instead of unlocking more islands, you could just go to the different regions of the games. So like, you go to Sinnoh, and you go to Unova, and, and then, then the you new can Pokemon visit at Mount Coronet in Sinnoh. I think my heart just stopped. I'm going to cry forever. My Pokemon printer came, and I have my Polaroid camera, and I have all my little film, and I got my little printer, uh, and I got all my pictures of Pokemon butts, and I'm really excited. Life's really good. I'm excited about it. (laughs) CDPR has announced that they will be appointing a new game director for Cyberpunk 2077. Gabriel Amentejello. Gabriel 
Amatangelo. I'm saying that right. Amatangelo? Amatangelo. Amatangelo? There's a million ways you could say it. Amatangelo is right. Amatangelo? That sounds like a name. Gabriel Amatangelo, who joined CDPR in 2020 as... Amatangelo. who joined cdpr in 2020 as a creative director will now be the one to lead the development for the game's upcoming expansion this is unusual because you don't normally see a game director change for a game that has already launched name another time this has happened Name another time this has happened, and I will also add for something that's not an MMO. Because I don't know anything about WoW. Well, WoW's been around for 20 years. It would not shock me to have a creative director. And you I mean, yes. The game came out 20 years ago. So, like, other than, like, a, a, a MMO that's designed to be around for decades and have staff changes. What's a, like, what's a game that's had a creative director swap after the game has already fucking come out? This, this also doesn't, to me, address... The game director wouldn't have been the major problem here. In my, I mean, I may be wrong. It will definitely be one of the problems, but that's not the major. That's not. That's it not going to solve like, the I mean, problem. Everything we've heard about CDPR's problems was that it was that the higher up, the more of a problem, and it feels like that this was the highest up person they were willing to get. I'm going to disagree that it wasn't yes. the game director's problem because the game director uh. for CD for cyberpunk was somebody else they quit and then it was the head of the company that came in to be the game director so i retract my statement that's so yeah it was i think it was oh i know his first name's adam i don't know his last name he but it was one of the two like founders of cdpr that came in to do it and the reason he's leaving the position is because he's got to go make sure that there is a cdpr to like continue to make this game they need to make sure cd project isn't in the red correct <laughs> that, was a, that was a stretch but I, I liked it we all know that bungie has been working on a secret new ip possibly titled matter in the background for the past few years but we knew nothing about this mysterious game at least until a recent job listing by bungie has given us a hint of what to expect Job listing has a requirement for experience working on character-focused action games, which hints at a game similar to either Overwatch or Apex. Good. They need to decouple the uh, multiplayer from Destiny because they're not going to treat it like a game. They're not going to balance the game for multiplayer and PvE in a way that's going to make either of those two audiences happy. Yeah, that is true. I prefer the PvE, but I know every time a change happens, it affects one or the other, and it's never good. Yeah, like, I think someone I saw on Twitter said that it's been 900 days since they got a new map in the Crucible, which is just wild, considering how much, like, content has come out from Bungie in that amount of time. I don't know what any of these words mean, but I'm super Same. into it. <laughs> Thank you. Like, Crucible, is that PvE? That's that PvP? PvP. I don't know what that Crucible's means. Crucible's PvP. Yeah. Okay, so they've been Destiny's been focusing more on PVE than PVP. Is that the correct? And like a couple weeks back, they okay. made a decision in PVE with one of their new mechanics that makes basically PVP unplayable. Yeah, like the the big issue is that guns work on both. So when you balance a gun for PVE, it changes how it works in PVP, and it makes the PVP side completely unbalanced. No, that all makes sense to me. Valve is reportedly making a Steam handheld, which sounds a lot like the Nintendo Switch, possibly titled the Steam Pal, 
it'll probably be as successful as Steam Machines back in 2015 or the Uya back in 2013. We have a Steam Machine. I don't know if you know that, Zegger. It's sitting. I, I've never taken. I keep it out forgetting of the box. about that. It's sitting in the box somewhere because I've never had a reason to use it. But someone gave it to me because they were selling them for fifteen dollars. So they bought like eight, and we're like, "Do you want one?" I was like, "Sure, fuck it, it's free." So it's I got a piece one. Of game's history. Yeah, I still have it, and I've literally left it in the box. Just fuck it. Why I think not? it actually would be probably uh, a little bit more successful because. I had no interest in, like, the Steam machines because, like, whatever. But, like, now that I have a PC, if I could play the, my Steam library handheld, I wouldn't mind having a handheld thing to play my Steam library. And the longer that I've had a Nintendo Switch, the more I'm like, man, I wish I could play, like, other games handheld like this that I would normally play sitting down. So, like, yeah, see, Steam library games just on the go. It's pretty tempting. If it's strong enough to deal to, like, actually have, like, heavy games like AAA games on it that won't ever come to the Switch, that could be a big deal. I don't expect it to be that, so in my head I'm still thinking, why? But I, I hope I'm I think if they, I yeah. think if they use the tech that's in the NVIDIA Shield TV, which may have, like, cooling issues for, like, a handheld thing, that thing's pretty, like, great right now. Like, it's got, like, that second-generation DSL DLSS in it, and, like, it does a lot of things that make it affordable and like powerful at the same time but my root concern would be heat in other news patricia hernandez has stepped in as kutaku's eic and removed the article natalie lawhead has begged them to remove for a year what a first thing to do as at a new job shut me right the fuck up i'm speechless i'm like impressed period Uh, i would like to say the thing i am the most impressed about is i went and double checked this patricia is still following the reporter who wrote the article they follow each other so this is the first time i've ever seen someone that's like casually friends with each other in this industry like hold each other accountable i put less weight on following in this industry when it's like because there are people who hate follow donald trump that's fair which has always driven me crazy so like to me, the action of this says, oh, they probably followed each other at one point because networking at any convention. And then once you follow 4,000 people, and I feel like once you get big enough, obviously I've never experienced this firsthand, but once your Twitter account gets big enough, I've peaked at a re- at a blue check's Twitter notifications. Like, you cannot keep up with that shit. So I can't imagine them paying attention to every fucking person they're following. And they're so like, maybe they should have taken the time to check to see if they were following them. But at the same time, if some people will be like, I follow people to see what they say, even if I don't like them. And so everybody's a different, I'd like to know that what her philosophy on follows is because I, I don't like to take it too seriously unless people are like, I don't hate follow people. If I follow someone, it's because I either don't know they're a shit person or think like you know what I mean? Like I either don't know them that well, and they started tweet I liked enough for me to follow them, and they haven't put anything on my timeline I don't like since, or I know them personally. Like that's you know I don't I've never been a big fan of hate following people. It's like no, they most people that I want to hate follow thrive on negative. Well, attention. they would have so known each other personally because this Patricia is coming back to Kotaku from Polygon. She was at Kota- she started at Kotaku, so. And now she's running shit. Hell yeah. Yeah, I'm very excited. Also, this makes the, what, second editor-in-chief Uh, that's a woman? Oh. First woman of color, I think. Yeah, yeah uh, low-key, big deal. Low-key, not low-key at all. High-key, big deal. I mean, IGN is the other editor-in-chief that's a woman, so 
that doesn't we'll really that help, goes. but yeah. <laughs> and that wraps it up for the scrum. Next, we'll be going on to a new segment for the podcast, the Alpha, where we where we will be going over E three predictions. Welcome to the Alpha. We will be going over various predictions for E three. To quickly clarify, uh, the presentations that we will be kind of going over will be Ubisoft, Xbox slash Bethesda, Nintendo, Square Enix, WB Interactive, Bandai Namco, Steam Game Fest, Koi Media, and a bunch of indies. Uh, and everything else. Because I got yeah, some stuff basically everything else. Uh, to quickly, click, uh, to quickly clar- clarify... EA Play is scheduled for July 22nd because they're losers and don't want to be a part of the E3 season. So we won't be doing EA predictions. But our, just for the record, all our predictions could be about any of the publishers that we have that I've just said, or it could be just about the game industry in general. So Jordan, start us off. What is your first prediction? So um, we're now at the point where uh, we don't know what the fuck Square Enix is doing. Are they having their own video? Are they showing up in other things as a recording? Don't know. But I, I only say that because this prediction means something to me, but it had some caveats. If Square Enix does not have their own conference, this will happen. You'll see Spider-Man swinging in the world. People will be extremely hyped. It's like, oh my god, the next insomnia at Spider-Man. And then you're going to see other Avengers show up. Because <gasps> Square Enix and Crystal Dynamics are doubling down on Marvel's Avengers, and they're going to show the Spider-Man world. I almost did this. Thank you for doing this. And it's going to look super cool, and then people are going to be reminded that it's PlayStation only, and then they're going to get sad. Uh, (laughs) But then it's not going to be a lot of people that play that game anyway, but they are going to double down on this and even show Spider-Man gameplay, but also hint at what uh, some Wakanda gameplay is going to look like and show the next expansion whatever that will be i like that a lot i could i I could absolutely see that happening yeah no i oh i got very dangerously close to bringing up them doubling down on avengers and i gotta say i I started playing that again this week it's such a great game it got such a bad rap it's it's because it's not the game that people thought it was but if you like um x-men legends or marvel ultimate alliance it's just that but better is it ugly though it's always looked kind of ugly it looks beautiful, especially on my PS5. The character models look like action. I don't know. They get, it just gives me that like Marvel Ultimate or that Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite like Lego, not Lego because that's cute, but like action figure vibe. I wonder if it just doesn't record well because I, I haven't gotten that. I've only seen like really screenshots, to be honest, not even in action. So uh, obviously doing it the least service possible, I'm sure. Yeah, I think they're going to double down, and I'm all for it, to be honest. That's, a, that's a, This is one of my few predictions where I like the thing that I'm predicting. Oh, yeah. Uh, speaking of things that I don't like, um, there's going to be more indie games on Nintendo than Xbox or PlayStation combined, and Xbox will decrease its usually large indie presence in favor of Bethesda titles that aren't going to come out this year. Yeah, because it's 90 minutes, right? So you have to figure they're smashing two 90-minute conferences into one. I think we're going to lose most third party from the Xbox conference, shy of maybe two games. So third one is a thing that I'm predicting, but 
I don't I don't know if I believe it, but I'm but I like my heart's there. It's one of those things. But it's I also have real conflicted feelings about it. Uh, Wolf Among Us Two is shown. Oh. Bullshit. By who? Well, because um, the resurrected Telltale Games let out a statement in December saying we're we're in the, we're still in the process of developing it. We're releasing the whole season at once, unlike previous times. You'll hear more about it when it's a more appropriate time, and that was six months ago. And that's my prediction. We're gonna see this game that I don't think exists, but I hope it does. I yeah, would be I hope shocked. I wouldn't be mad at it. I don't I'm know who shocked. or what conference it would be a part of, though, but I would love to see it. I think it would be a part of the Nintendo Switch. Oh. Mm. All the interesting stuff or the stuff we like, whoa, that's it. I wasn't expecting that from an indie or a smaller studio. That's all going to show up on um, Nintendo because, you know, place, Sony just bragged about how many new IP they're going. So they got to they got to put up or shut up. And Xbox keeps acquiring studios, so you don't got a lot of room for third parties anymore. So that, that Nintendo's going to be like the spot where N- N- Nintendo themselves they don't have a lot of like first party stuff they show indirect ever. That's like never been a thing. It's always been like a nice little mix and some bam, bam, bam. But like that's the, now now they have the uh, upper hand in that regard. This isn't a prediction, but Nintendo's pre- Nintendo's direct is going to be better than all the press conferences, like by like a mile but they're not going to get credit for it because they're going to have a uh, a strong more accessible more diverse genre set of games that they show but will there be disguise seven six seven no yeah, i think six. seven was intentional yeah <laughs> six is about to be out they're going to announce disguise seven. Oh, <laughs> i would they should six no, would be but... exciting it's literally about to come out They'll announce another or remake of a Tales game. That's what they'll do. If they, what if they announce a remake of Tales of Symphonia? Oh. Um, oh. On the, I just mentioned Xbox slash Bethesda not having a lot of third parties, but one third party game that they will have will be a major anime IP game. It'll be a big old anime game. I don't know. I can't. I haven't decided if it's One Piece. Or something new, like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. But it'll be one of those two things. Because Xbox has slowly but surely been trying to like sprinkle in uh, big anime or big Japanese games into their press conferences in the last couple of years. Yeah, to, Scarlet uh, Nexus is the one they've been using the past year. Exactly. And then before that, um, three years ago, two years ago, was Dragon Ball Fighters. So that, that's a big one. Um, okay. PlayStation will show no less than three new IP, but the big thing that they're going to show, and it's going to take way too much time, is the new PSVR. While double downing on PlayStation Now, uh, expressing you don't have to buy our PSVR games all the time, you can also uh, get them on PlayStation Now. I would love for PlayStation Now and PSN to combine. They need to. They should. I, I wrote that, but I I didn't believe it at all. Yeah, right? That's why I'm like, yeah. I didn't put it even phrase it as a prediction, but like it would just make so much sense and like actually compete with Xbox Live in a real way. Yeah, I believe PSVR will show up before they merge PS Now and PS Plus. PSVR 2 announced, that should have been one of my predictions. Fuck. We will get a new Marvel game 
and they will show themselves on both Nintendo and Sony's uh, presentations, starring ca- characters we have not seen star in a game yet. Ooh, I had a I had oh. a Marvel prediction too. Ooh. We're gonna see something from Marvel, like that. That's for sure. So I'm just doubling down on the Marvel predictions. And uh, Nintendo will have the most diverse game selection, like I mentioned, but we still won't see or even hear the words Metroid or Bayonetta. God, we will see a new installment of a well-loved IP that no one's thought about for at least five years. Yo, Chibi you... Robo, let's go! Yeah. I was about to say, do you have a specific one in mind, or is that just in... okay? No, I do not have a specific one. I like that more. <laughs> yeah. uh, we will hear nothing from Insomniac. Nothing we will else. or we won't. We will not hear anything from Insomniac. They would have just released a game the same week or the week prior, and they'll want any heat off of that game. What game? Uh, Ratchet and Clank. Oh, that's when that comes out. I lost track of how many things that was. I think that's six. I believe you. Oh, uh, (laughs) NetherRealm Studios will show off their new fighting game. It will not be a Marvel game, but it will be a crossover game between Mortal Kombat and something else. Mortal Kombat versus DC 2! I hope not. I hope so, but I hope it's good. Can you imagine if it's good? That's why I hope not. (laughs) I don't want to take that risk. It's going to be good. They've gotten so close. They did injustice. Come on. Yes, they Twice. did do injustice. They did, good, they, did, they did injustice justice. Yeah, I knew you were going to make that joke. I was trying to make yes. it first, but I sold it to you. Yes! I... It's called confidence. <laughs> the rumor is that they're making a Marvel game, and I made sure to make my prediction that they're not making one because they're a WB studio. But also, um, because I don't want them to make a Marvel game, their games are like, kind of like great stories and real interesting but their characters move so ugly 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 is a word i'll use and i'm so biased towards marvel versus capcom and how beautiful the character models look and how like detailed things are that just straight up just don't exist in any of the nrs games they they move and talk and sound great in cutscenes, but in battle they're all stiff and they move like like penguins and waddle from side to side, and it looks weird. And I don't want to see Spider Man get that treatment. So I hope it's not a Marvel game, which is why my prediction is it will they're not a, be one, but it will be a crossover. They're game. a WB studio for like the next fifteen minutes. Let's be honest. True. Damn. <laughs> True. Damn. <laughs> That's all mine. Should I just jump yeah. in? Okay. Uh, I, was, I was like, Zyra, you want to... Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll leave you in. Thank you sure. for that, Jordan. Kaylee, what about you? What are your predictions for this E3 Summer Game Fest slash time? <laughs> I'm pretty excited because some of mine go with Jordan's and some are just like direct contradiction. Love it. For example, we were talking about... I think actually Spencer said it, where it was like, oh, the Bethesda Xbox conference is going to be like two 90-minute conferences mission into one. My thought process is that I don't know what Bethesda's showing compared to all the stuff Xbox is showing. I don't think it's going to be half Bethesda. In my mind, unless they come out with some Elder Scrolls 6, which I almost predicted for the fun, um, or, or drop a new IP, something like that. I don't think that we're going to get much Elder Scrolls unless they found a new thing that they could release Skyrim on. Are we have we do we have a new console yet? Are there any new things for them to release Skyrim on yet? I'm not. Yeah, the Series X and PS5. Amazon Luna. Yep. Is it on oh. Amazon Luna yet? 
Is it on Stadia? If it comes to Stadia, PS5, and Xbox Series X and S. Xbox Series Series? Like, that's the problem. Yeah. The Xbox Series new. Like, oh, god damn it. <laughs> the new, like, what do I call them as a group? You call them Xbox. That's... No. No, you don't. Anyways. Xbox's system or the ecosystem? Right? Like, the <laughs> Xbox, not the ecosystem. Just the, the current generation. Because it's not just the Series X. It's the Series X and the Series S. Fuck. Um, I'm interested. I like this. I like this uh, prediction because because it's a direct in direct contrast to mine. Right. Like, uh, is it going to be a new? Are we going to get Dishonored three? I doubt it. So my thought process is the biggest of the big IPs from Bethesda. The biggest thing that Bethesda is going to have um, from Fallout is going to be Fallout seventy six stuff. I almost did a Marvel Avengers double down prediction, and instead I did a Fallout seventy six double down prediction. Uh, Fallout seventy six has really been turning around lately. They've been having a good time. I think we're going to see more. You know, I was checking to see the seasons and the DLC packs they have announced. They're basically caught up with everything that they have announced. So I think it's time for another huge wave of announcements to set course for like the next year. I think you're going to see some like you know the this season is probably going to end in July based on how. Uh, the dates of when their seasons end so i can see them pushing the next season that starts mid-july I mean, like you know in a month you know this is gonna launch and when this launches you can jump into the new season and because i can't remember what it is but the theme for the next season looks really cute so i like i was like oh that's a really cute theme for the season like i bet you're gonna you're gonna win some cute stuff so i can see them being like come play our mmo it's finally good now we swear look at all this stuff it's gonna be dope and the most fun like i'm just I don't want to say the only Fallout, because honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if you got some more Fallout Shelter stuff while they had yeah. the floor. But I think the biggest Fallout is not going to be a New Vegas-style spinoff, because I think of another studio is doing that, but that's just not going to be the ones that announce it. Um, I guess Microsoft would be. So, but I, I don't think that we're going to get that yet. Um, and I don't think we're going to get Fallout 5. So I think the biggest Fallout announcement is going to be Fallout 76, and it's going to be laying out the floor plan for the next year of DLC. That's my prediction. So is that a second prediction? Or that's in the same. No, that's the whole pred- the prediction okay. is that Fallout seventy six is going to be the main thing, and that that Fallout seventy six content is going to be primarily the DLC roadmap for the next year. That's what I'm. That's what I'm assuming. I originally uh, it's very bold. I originally thought that same, and the reason why I changed up because like there's like four games that Bethesda has that I forget about all the time, like. Indiana Jones is a thing that they're working on. They're working on an Indiana Jones game? I would like to stop yeah, this. We spoke about I, it. My, one of my predictions is a, Bethesda, a big Bethesda prediction. So let's... <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so we'll pause. We'll pause. Thank you. Well, good pause. Okay, so my next prediction is... So when I was going through the list of studios that were going to be at E3 making announcements, um, <laughs> whenever I go to write or read Koch Brothers, I read it as Koch. <laughs> oh, it's Koch but, Brothers. I mean, it's Koch Media, by the way. It's Koch, Koch Media. I thought it was Koch because it's the Koch Brothers. It, the Koch Brothers do not own Koch Media. Oh, it's, it's poor Koch thing. Media because I always think Koch. Yes. And then I think Koch Brothers. So it's all bad. So I was I like, a... so Koch Media. I was like, oh, Koch Media. And I was like, I didn't know the Koch Brothers had a video game studio. What do you know? What do they own? And it was like, oh, we own this, we own that. And then it said owners of the Saints Row IP. Yep, and I was that's like, why I know it's Koch Media. Right? And I was like, that's why I believed you. Instead of being like, I don't know about that. Um, I was like, oh, shit, you're definitely right. So this is why I was wrong this whole time. Just so you know, I'm not crazy. I had a reason. <laughs> um, 
I think that the reason they're there, because all the other stuff that they own didn't seem that big a deal to me. Like, it didn't seem me three or three, which leads me to believe it's been a long time since Saints Row 3. Um, I think we're going to get a Saints Row 4 reveal trailer. I don't know if it'll be a I teaser, think you mean five. Or it'll be, yeah, sorry, five. Sorry. Okay, cool. I I actually wrote this down and then scribbled it out because I decided I wasn't going to use it. And then I changed my mind and I just didn't rewrite it. And I scribbled out the Roman numeral and I turned the four, the five into a four. Because I put, like, I did this. Oh, I see. You know what oh. I mean? I did, like, a squiggle through it, and I put a squiggle through the line, and so I wrote Saints Row 4 is what it looks like now, but fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> Row but, 5. yeah, Saints Row 5 teaser trailer. I don't know if it's going to be very long. It might just be a, te- like, literally a teaser, like, logo, whatever. It might be a full reveal trailer, maybe, you know, like, you know, a little bit of gameplay, maybe a little bit of this was... Not made it, on a console or whatever the little asterisk is. Johnny Gad in the game? Get out. I don't know. I don't know anything about Saints Row. Fair enough. Fair enough. Is that is that the protagonist of the last ones? I don't know. I know the uh, protagonist was the president. He's, he's the main protag of the first, uh, in two and three. And then in four, he was like a background character. Yeah, kind my of. friends used to be obsessed with creating characters in Saints Row, so I would watch the create a character beginning parts of Saints Row 3 and 4 all the fucking time. Everyone loved making their characters. So I'm only familiar with the beginnings of those games, and then I didn't get to see much past the beginning. Because uh, then somebody else would be like, hey, it's my turn, I want to make a character. And then, you know, times 12 guys. So <laughs> And then a new fighting game would come out, and that was it. So it was great fun, but I don't know much about the series beyond, like, one of them starts off awesome. You're president, and then aliens invade, and it's just fucking Yeah, that's nuts. four. So good. It was the most fun I've ever seen in a video game. So I have very, very, very strong fond memories of the Saints Row series, despite my very limited knowledge of it. I know that's kind of weird, but it's how I feel, which is why I was like, I'm predicting that it's next Saints Row. There's going to be probably smaller, I'm thinking, like maybe just a teaser, maybe an actual like reveal segment, but they're at E3, and I think it's because they got some Saints Row news. That's my opinion. Um, my next opinion, I feel like I feel like I top loaded these with my spicier ones. So I'm sorry that all of these sound so crazy now that I'm looking at how I wrote them. I mixed um, them in when I noticed I was doing the opposite. Opposite? See, that sounds better though. I should have done it that way. Um, you start off reasonable, so people are like, oh, okay. And then they buy your crazy ones at the end. But I'm already like, people are like, okay, Kaylee, what the fuck are you talking about? Uh, by this prediction, which is not any better because I'm predicting Final Fantasy 16 was supposed to come out this year. And they keep saying it's definitely not super delayed. So I think that we are going to get a trailer for Final Fantasy 16. It's going to include gameplay. It's going to include a release date. It's going to be a don't worry, guys. Yeah. It's here that it comes out this year. It's already fucking June. You know? Because if it comes out, it's going to come out in November. Let's be real. Yeah, right? it's so they don't have much time. Come on. These are the people who literally... Of course it's going to get delayed in October. <laughs> of course it is. That doesn't mean I'm going to be wrong. It's fair. This is literally <laughs> one of my predictions. Because, like, remember, these are the people who got Tim Gettys, biggest Final Fantasy fanboy, to get up there and be like, no, Final Fantasy 15 really comes out on this date, and it had a clock, and they made it spin around, and then, like, a month before, they were like, actually, we have to delay it three months. So... <laughs> they had an announcement... For the announcement of that live event, and the live event was for an announcement date that got pushed back three months. It was hysterical. It was literally what I was thinking of when earlier I was talking about I'm sick of, like, announcements for announcements. I was like, remember that announcement for the event in which they would announce something? I I was there in person. 
Oh my I went God. to that event. Yeah, you're part of the Anaheim. problem. Yeah, I'm I know. So you're part of the fucking problem. <laughs> I got a free poster. They knew that they, yeah, they knew you'd come. That's why it happened. God damn it. Uh, my fourth prediction, Metroid Prime 4. God damn it. <laughs> Sorry. At least I have some people that disagree with me. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, but you said it. I was like, ah, ha, 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 ha. Yeah, Metroid Prime 4. I just, my heart says it. I don't need, I don't need anything else. My heart says it. Listen to your heart. That's what I do. <coughs> okay, now I feel like we crossed the threshold into more reasonable. I wanted to. Like, I feel like I edited it with a bang. Uh, my fifth prediction: Project Triangle. My next prediction: <coughs> Project Triangle Strategies. Final name will be announced. It'll probably just be Triangle Strategy, like with Octopath Traveler. Um, but I think you know, Screenix is showing up, and I'm like. Project Triangle Strategy got a great reception. I feel it might have even been better than they were hoping, personally. I feel like they were a little pleasantly surprised by the reaction. So I feel like they might trot it out again. Not with any... I don't feel like they have anything more to show. But they didn't have a fucking name. So I think that it's going to be... I don't think we're going to get a lot of it. But I think specifically you're going to see Project Triangle Strategy. And it's going to have... And look, we, we finally named it. Okay. Bye. Like, I think it's just going to be a quick little part of Scranix's thing. But I do think we're going to get Project, Trial, Project Triangle Strategy's name. I, I, I think I'm primed to agree that it's going to be just called Project... Uh, I mean, just going to be called Triangle Strategy because... Same. Octopath was just Project Octopath Traveler. Yeah. They're, 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 they're bad at names, but the games are pretty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's the same studious and everything. So, uh, like, again, I'm not shocked, and I'm not saying it's going to be a crazy different name. I'm just saying they're going to be like... We finalized it. We removed the word project. <laughs> like, that's, that's just going to be what it is. Uh, my next prediction is uh, my what I like to think of as, like, my free space. But I did try to spice it up to justify its existence. So my next prediction is that the f- long-awaited new Nintendo Switch Pro will be announced. It'll probably be, like, new Nintendo Switch XL i because it'll have like new like ir readers on all four controllers i don't know but yeah it's gonna be a bizarre name but the new nintendo switch is gonna be announced it's going to be announced with a, an early november release date i think i think it's gonna be announced to coming out before pokemon because i would not be surprised if there was a pokemon diamond and pearl pro edition bundle at some point i don't think it'll be announced at e3 but like i think um they want it announced like to come out a week or two before. So I couldn't think of the dates, but like October 7th or whatever, whatever the fucking date is. Um, so in November, I keep saying October, November uh, 2020. And I think it's going to be like right now they're priced at 299. And I think it's going to increase by 50 bucks because I think it is going to be more powerful. And I'm not sure they're going to be able to keep that price point and their price point. Now, now the competitors are out and the competitors price points are locked in. I think they're not going to go crazy higher. I think it's going to be 349. Then they're going to add 50 bucks to be like, Hey, you know, the switch Lite is not dockable, but this one is going to still be dockable. And because of that, it's better in all of these ways. It has better battery life, yada, yada, but it's going to be 349 because it's a pro fancy. Look at all these, look at all these names and letters we added to the front and the back. 50 bucks more. And I'm going to buy it because my Switch is falling apart and we have seven broken left Joy-Cons. Oh, I don't think that, I don't think that's going to get fixed. Yeah. I, I know. I think we're going to keep that drift. I mean, the only, the only thing I want for this 
to be wrong about this is that I this is not a unique thought I've learned, but I, I really want them to call it a Super Nintendo Switch. I didn't it's, hear about that until recently. I do love it, though. I don't think it's, it's going to happen at all. Yeah, no, it's well. a better name. It's going to be a dumb name, and it's probably going to be New Nintendo Switch. Yeah, I'm baking on XL. New Nintendo Switch. Yeah, because yeah, it's probably going to have a slightly larger stra- screen, so it's going to be XL. We you can't trust the them on names since the Super Nintendo or the SNES was the last good name they've had. All the I liked the GameCube. I was about to say GameCube Game was pretty cool. It was a cube that you played video games on. It was a GameCube. I think that name is okay. I don't think it's bad. I think it's okay. But yeah. it it really goes downhill after that. It really does. I'll give you that one. Wii to Wii U was a rough sweat stretch. And the the worst part about the Wii is knowing that its code name was Revolution, which is a way cooler name. Yep. Could have been the Nintendo Revolution. It's like knowing what the thing that pisses me off the most about Xbox One and Xbox One X and Xbox One Series X is knowing we could have had Xbox Scarlet and Xbox Infinity. Yeah. Like remember when the 360 came out and then everyone was like, okay, the new Xbox is going to be called like the Xbox Infinite because it was going to be like, you know, you first you have the original and then you have 360 and then like, you know, what once you cover 360, what's left? And it's like, I don't know, Infinity and it's going to be awesome. We'll worry about the fourth generation when we get there. And it said they're like, no, it's the Xbox One. And everyone went. Why? Okay. Okay. Same energy. Say what you want about Nintendo. I shit on their naming all the time. Xbox has just taken the cake at being bad with names. The only good name was Xbox. PlayStation takes the crown and they're going to hold on to it for quite a while. I'm sorry. It might not be very, yeah, it might not be very imaginative, but it is so easy and clean and nice and simple and no one complains. Yeah, but then they're going to get to, like, they got, they're going to get to, like, double digits, like Apple, and then they're going to probably crap the bed because. That's what I'm afraid of, because Apple was the same way, where even when Apple started doing the S and stuff, it was easy, because I was like, okay, cool, I just buy the ones that are just a number, because that's the generation thing that I landed on. I bought an iPhone 4, so when the iPhone 4S came out, my, like, contract wasn't up, so it was up when the iPhone 5 came out. So I just happened to fall on, I knew when it was just a number. And then we all know what happened with that, and everything's fucked. And now I never know what type of iPhone I have. Like, I'm looking at my iPhone right now, and it's an iPhone XR, I think. I'm lucky, because I always I, I can't not get the Project Red one offered, because I love the shade of red that Project Red phones always come in. Um... Going back to the Project Red Razor was a gorgeous shade of red. So I have pro- the Project Red phone, which limits the option of units that it could be. But I have the iPhone 12 XR? 11 XR? I don't... I think it's 11. 11? I think it's iPhone... Hold on, I can do this. iPhone 12. iPhone 12 mini. iPhone 12 Pro. And I have the iPhone 12 Pro Max. What's the one that came out this year? That's the 12. iPhone 12 Pro. My model name just says iPhone XR. Oh. That was confusing. Yeah. I can't remember. The There's 10, too many of them. Right? Yeah. I'm up for a thingy this... I'm up for an upgrade this year, which means my phone is two years old. So if the iPhone... It's a 10, then. Yeah, I would say if the iPhone... Well, then it's not a 10. It's a cross or a whatever. X. Because it's not X. The iPhone X isn't supposed to be pronounced X, isn't it? Isn't it supposed to be cross like a PlayStation? No, button? it's 10 on the iPhone, but if, and on i, because it comes from Mac OS 10. You don't call Mac, you don't call the Mac operating system 
OSX. I thought Max operating systems were. I called it OSX. It's not. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> OSX. So that, like, that's what OS. I thought like OSX was uh, operating system. Yeah. So now you have like, operating. It's like OS ten. Ca- I thought your things Catalina. were named after animals because I remember when I was working at Chase Bank and people would call in for QuickBooks help and then they'd want fucking help on their goddamn stupid Macintosh computers that I've never seen in my life and it's like okay I have to do this troubleshooting guide and I have it listed by like OS and it's like are you Snow Leopard because we only yeah. support back to Snow Leopard yeah, they were named- and all of your things are animals they were named for big cats until a while ago and now they're named for historical places in the state of California. That's useless. It's big sir this year. That's pointless. Yep. That's so stupid. Just number them. At least Windows was like what year did it come out? That's when I scouted started getting mad at Windows. That was my only problem with Vista. I had Windows Vista and I liked it because I was 12 and I didn't need much out of it except for to play the fucking Sims. So the thing that pissed me off about Windows Vista was that it was Windows 95, Windows 98, Windows XP, which was like Windows 2000. Okay, don't get too spicy on me. And then Windows Vista, no, just, just give me the year you came out. Word still goes by the year it was coming out at the time in 2004 or whatever when this fucking happened. But no, just give me... Maybe something that makes sense without any context to historical dates in fucking California. All right. My last prediction is pretty good. It's not actually. My last prediction is just as bad as the rest of these. But <laughs> my next prediction is that the 12 year blue ball foreplay wait is over and we're finally gonna get to see some fucking gameplay for gotham knights it's gonna get a release date it's gonna be like here's the game we've been hinting at it and finally leaking dribbles of information for 12 centuries here's the game it's coming out then we have seen gameplay for this game it's the suicide squad game that we haven't seen gameplay of Mm. i don't remember gameplay wait yeah and Gotham Knights has gameplay. Like we see Tim, uh, Robin, like teleport and shit, and it's like multiplayer and whatnot. It's the Suicide Squad game that we haven't seen gameplay of. Is the Suicide Squad game real? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've seen a trailer for it with really? no gameplay. Yeah. yeah. Then I change my prediction to all of that except Suicide Squad. Okay, cool. I just wanted to make sure we clarified that. So thank you for those predictions, Kaylee. Spencer, would you like to tell us your predictions? It's good because we're just like building this like nesting doll of contradictions about what's going to happen at the Xbox conference, which I'm here for. Um, You're all forgetting about a Bethesda game studio game called Starfield. (laughs) I was waiting for someone to bring it up. I am proud of getting about that game. We're getting it. It's coming. We're going to see. There was an interview (laughs) with who is it? Major Nelson and all of those guys. And Todd Howard was way too casual and like happy go lucky Todd Howard, not like stuck up and nervous Todd Howard (laughs) about Starfield. So, and we've had some leaking that is probably coming. Uh, It's going to come. We're going to see gameplay and it's getting a late summer, August, September release of 2022. Not this year. No, it'll be next year, but we're getting it because they can't keep talking. Like, they just can't keep people excited. It's been, what, three years, four years since we've seen it? Nobody. I can't remember. We haven't even seen it. We've only Uh, ever seen the logo. 
the logo, yeah. And the, the, the only... logo's on the Xbox slash Bethesda E3 conference thing, like their little logo thing. Half of that is Starfield, so we know we're going to see it. So I, I, I remember, I didn't remember Starfield was a thing. I somehow I remember Indiana Jones was a thing. And the only one I know of off the top of my head is um, Ghost Field. Ghostwire. Tokyo Ghostwire. 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 Yeah. Tokyo. yeah. I thought it was Ghostwire Tokyo. God damn. I also thought it was Ghostwire Tokyo. Tokyo, Yeah. It's one of those things. That's the only game I was like, I haven't heard anything about this. I think there's going to be a lot of Bethesda here. That's 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 my. Ghostwire Tokyo a Bethesda game? It is. Yeah. It's the. It's also a PS5 exclusive for a year. Yeah. So I don't know how much we'll hear about it. I think that's going to get the dead loop treatment, the death loop treatment. We're going to just act like that game comes out and then just not talk about. Uh, my second prediction is also an Xbox prediction, and it's a little bit spicy. Uh, Aaron Greenberg's going to become the head of Xbox, the platform PR. And when we see Pete Hines, he will be the head of PR for Xbox Studios. That's going to be confusing, just like in that uh, Apple v Epic. Yeah, I just think, here's the thing, like, Greenberg's really good at promoting Game Pass, and he's really good at promoting the platform of Xbox, and Pete Hines is probably one of the best people in PR for like games PR. So they'd be it'd be weird to continue to keep having him be like have his title at Bethesda. I think we see him more than we see Phil too, just because gamers like Pete. No offense to Kaylee or me, but I think this is the most interesting prediction so far. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I was like, ooh, this is. A smart I feel like prediction. gamers like Phil. For the record. Oh, I think gamers like Phil, but I think gamers are like gamers are nice to Pete Hines in a way that they're not nice to anybody else. Like he can say some of the spiciest yeah. stuff on Twitter and nobody says anything to him because nobody wants Pete Hines mad at them. Alright, I can see that, yeah. Um so X Seed's gonna be there. So I have two X Seed. Uh, predictions. Corpse Party is getting a trilogy port to Switch because I want it. That's the only reason that I want sense. it. <laughs> Please give us Corpse Party on Switch. Um, I think the first corp is the first Corpse Party game like locked to the DS now, or can you get it on no. PlayStation still? Or is it PlayStation uh, Vita? Is it locked to two handheld consoles that so- nobody wants to play? It's on Steam. Okay, so it's on PC. They got a, got a PC release this year. Yeah, it's on PC. It's on Vita because I have it on Vita and I also own it on 3DS. Yes, I have it on 3DS. So, And the other one is Rune Factory 5 has been released in Japan, and it gets a, but we haven't gotten a North American release date, so we're getting a North American release date for Rune Factory 5. So that's exciting. Uh, Square Enix's big Marvel game is going to be Guardians of the Galaxy. I think that game's real. Yeah, I can see that. Because that IP is so... Marvel is going so hard on that IP. They're now the only... They will be the only Marvel IP to have two theme park rides. Soon. Very soon. When the roller coaster opens in Florida. So, I feel like they're gonna want something else. And that movie's pretty far off because of the whole... We fired... Tim, we fired uh, James Gunn and James then Gunn. hired James Gunn back. So, uh, is that it? 
So we'll be comparing uh, the movies and the games for both those. A hundred percent. Yeah, I, there's no way you can get around that with Marvel. I think they just either need. To, I think they need to lean harder away from. I think they do a good job with Spider Man, and they should continue that trend across the rest of the games to lean harder away from the characters that we know, like make them different. Yeah. Uh, Ubisoft connect is going to come as an add on to Xbox games pass is my last one. Ooh. Ooh. I think that's a safe one. I want that. I mean, I really want that to be a thing too, because Ubisoft connect actually works fairly well. Um, so I would like to see that be a thing where you could do it for your compute. Like, cause I know that was a thing with EA, right? Like you could pay like seven bucks, five or seven bucks and get EA early or the EA play added onto your game pass before it became a part of the game pass. So I think that's the model we do again. That's it for me. Okay, thank you for all of those, Spencer. Now I will go into my predictions. So my first prediction is whatever the Nintendo Direct conference is, at some point they will re-reveal Bayonetta 3, because I believe that is happening. And uh, I believe we will see some gameplay for it. Not a lot of gameplay, oh but some gameplay for it. We will not get a release window, but they will announce that there will be an enhanced version for the Switch Pro. So the the base game will work on Switches, but for the best optimal experience, play on Switch Pro. You're coming out swinging with this prediction. Yeah, I want I want Bayonetta three to be a thing. I want it sooner rather than later. Yeah, it's been both. five years since it was announced. I think it's time. I agree, it's time. But didn't Daddy Bayonetta say it wasn't coming anytime soon? Just like three or four months ago. Yes, and that's why I said there's no release window because they're not going to release it this year. I doubt maybe next fall, but I do want them to like show them like, hey, this game is real and it is being worked on. <laughs> Just for the fans. My, my favorite part about Bayonetta 2 on the Switch is you can dress as Samus, Princess Peach, and Daisy, and they yep. all have specific stuff to those characters. And Fox, but like, who cares about him? <laughs> and like, but you know, I only care about Daisy. Uh, my second prediction is in regards to the Xbox conference. I believe that we will see a actual an actual reveal for Everwild, which is the game by Rare that they've been working on the past couple years. We got an announcement uh, twenty nineteen, and we saw like um, some like short clips, but we haven't seen gameplay. We have no idea what the story is, and we have no idea when the release is. I think this E3, we get to see it. We get to see actual gameplay, and it will have a release window of sometime early next year, like in the first three or four months of next year, because it's not going to be a fall game. It's not going to be a summer game. I feel like Everwild, being what we have seen of it, will fit perfectly in that like time before the summer of next year. So... That's my second prediction. I also predict in the Xbox Bethesda conference that we will see a little bit more of Avowed, the RPG by Oblivion Games, which is supposed to be like kind of like Skyrim in a sense, but not Skyrim. We know that they've been working on it for 
at least a year, at least, I think a year and a half, because they were working on it during the development of uh, Outer Worlds. I don't think we'll see gameplay of it, but I think they just want to like reemphasize that this is a game that's coming to Xbox platforms, and just want to get like fans to like like sell the game to fans, make sure like oh, this is coming. Okay. <clears throat> Next, I think uh, during the is it Ubisoft Play is the name of their conference or. Ubisoft Forward. They all have the name Forward, that's what it is. Oh my they God, all have their own better. individual fucking names for their... Con- it's just so unnecessary. We don't need yeah, it. Yeah, it's... I uh... you, Nintendo. Look what you did with your directs. <laughs> you started all of this. And then they stopped doing directs. They started doing other things. It's yeah, they're going to be at E3. That's the real guy. Yeah. So uh, during the Ubisoft Forward, I believe that we're finally going to see the next Rainbow Six game, which we know as Quarantine... Obviously, that's getting a name change, like it has to. Terrible. And we know that that's <laughs> a. Uh... <laughs> we know that it's a single player game, so it's not going to like do, or it's not going to like affect uh, Rainbow Six Siege at all, because you know Siege is mostly multiplayer, and it probably has new seasons. We'll probably see more seasons of it uh, during the Ubisoft Forward, but I think we finally see a reveal for the next Rainbow Six game. I believe we get a release date, and it's going to be this fall. This has little to do with your prediction, but it's just a question. Does Tom Clancy still get money from all these Tom things? Clancy's estate? He's dead. Yeah, 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 that's what I mean. Like the cuz there's a new Tom Clancy movie, they keep making new Tom Clancy games. Do, does that money go anywhere other than It probably goes into his estate, you would think. Like just because he died Yeah, mean... for his family? Yeah, or whoever get however that's broken up. We'll we'll keep yeah. getting Tom Clancy games until boom or properties until boomers are dead. Uh, but we sorry. won't get Splinter Cell. <laughs> okay, so my next prediction, this is a crazier one that I'm only saying it because if I say it, I might will it into existence. But at the E3 Xbox Bethesda conference, we are absolutely going to see Halo Infinite. Like, that's just a guarantee. But in the past couple years, at uh, 343 has been talking about, like, oh, they're looking for or into, like, Halo spinoff games. I think at the end of this conference, or, like, near the end, they'll announce a Halo spinoff game that will be launching sometime next year that won't, like, affect Halo Infinite. And I really hope that it's Halo ODST 2, which takes place, like, during Halo 3 at the city in Africa that gets hit by the flood, and I hope it's a survival horror game because a survival horror game in a Halo setting would be dope. It's probably not going to happen, but if I keep willing it into existence, it might. Do you think Halo Infinite will have a um, uh, Battle Royale mode? I, I do not think it will have a Battle Royale mode at launch. I think it will ha- have it, but it's going to be one of those things like, oh, like a month or two after the game launched, they'll add it. What if that's the spinoff? What if the spinoff is the Battle Royale Halo? That it's just its own thing? That was going to be my follow-up. <laughs> I feel like they would put that into the Halo multiplayer because uh, as they've already announced, Halo Infinite will be split into its single player and its multiplayer. And its multiplayer will be free for all people on Xbox platforms. So if you're going to release a Halo Battle Royale just It'll, be, it'll make more sense to put it into Halo Infinite so you only have the one launcher. You don't want to have two competing Halo 
online experiences on the Xbox ecosystem at the moment. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, that is five. Okay. Uh, we recently saw the Dragon Quest uh, 12 get announced, and they during the conference, they had no release window, but they did say that they wanted to do a worldwide release, and we also have no idea what consoles they're going to be on. I think uh, it's going to be announced that Dragon Quest 12 will be a PlayStation 5 exclusive. Because like they were super hush hush on what platforms all of their games are coming to. Dragon Quest Twelve is the probably biggest game in the Dragon Quest series at the moment because they, all the other games that they announced were smaller remakes or spinoffs. I think this game is going to be a graphical powerhouse. It's going to be a PS Five exclusive because they're going to uh, Sony's probably going to pay for the development cost for it, and they already have a great relationship with Sony. And I think as part of this, the Dragon Quest what is it. Uh, Treasures, the other spinoff, will be a Switch exclusive. See, that's an interesting one because that's one. Well, that's I think that's the only one where I completely believe it's going to be the exact same thing as the last Dragon Quest game. Wait, was it? Thir- are we up to thirteen? Eleven? Twelve? Uh, yeah, twelve. twelve is the newest one. Eleven so, was the one that just came out. Eleven, where it released on, you know, one thing, but then Switch had its version that was like slightly graphic. The graphics were slightly worse, but they also had the 2D uh, yeah, version the sprites. in it. The sprites. That's what I'm expecting with that one. I would. I kind of want your version more. I, I kind of because the sprite version they didn't do it well for specific. My reasons. hot take is that Xbox will pay anything to have it as their own. See, I I was thinking about because that. because they know they like, can't oh, lock X- up Final Fantasy because Final Fantasy is so tied to PlayStation in like American yeah. people American mindsets but they sold 1500 series x's the last week of february they need a game in japan that makes people want to buy an xbox yeah i I feel like the reason they haven't announced the platform yet is because there is currently conversations happening and i think xbox definitely wants to buy that as an exclusive i i don't know if square enix will give in on that though like, they've been pretty friendly with Xbox recently with Octopath and the other Dragon Quest games coming to Game Pass, so it's possible. But I feel like they already have such a good history with PlayStation and Nintendo that they'll have Dragon Quest Twelve as a PS5 exclusive and Treasures as a Switch exclusive. And my last prediction, which is one I don't really think will happen at E3, but I think might happen at some point in the future, is that Microsoft will buy all the Warner Brother game studios that were lost in the shuffle between the current merger between AT&T and... Not Warner Media. Discovery uh, Plus. This Discovery is the Plus, one theory that's going to get willed into existence because you said it. I want you to know that. Yeah, and I hate you for it. Yeah. No, I was thinking about it. It's like I kind of don't want this to happen, but I feel like... There was already talks of Microsoft wanting to buy them, and they had a bid already on the entire entirety of the Warner Brothers Game Studios. And they're like, now we're going to keep everything. But now that the studios are being sh- like shifted apart with this recent merger, I feel like Microsoft's going to swoop in and buy what they can. I think, And that's my last prediction. I think Kaylee's oh, prediction sorry. of a crossover then would be uh, Mortal Kombat versus Killer Instinct if... Uh... Microsoft bought them. That would be oh Jordan. Oh yeah, Jordan's prediction. Yeah. yeah, that would be really like full circle if you got Killer Instinct versus Mortal Kombat. That's the perfect like the world is fully monopolized. I would hate have... that. 
I would hate that for the same reason I hated the the idea of a Marvel one. Killer Instinct is just so pretty and beautiful, and, and the risk games <laughs> are not bad. So, there's kind of breaking news that I want to bring up. Okay. Oh, shit. Oh? Uh, okay. Because E3, E3 has started. I'm just saying it, it has started already. We had, like, two... We had a Stay of Play, we had a Sonic Theory thing, and they just dropped on Twitter, uh, Fantasy Star Online 2 Genesis is launching on June 9th. And that's... Oh. Wow. That is... That is next week. They don't want me to that... do anything but play video games. They just okay. dropped it on Twitter. It just put it no no trailer or nothing, just a tweet. Fantasy yeah, I feel like that would be an announcement that you would have at E3. They're like, oh, it's out now. Like, play it now. No, okay. It was one of the things that I wrote on mine as an announcement, which is why I wanted to bring it up as breaking news, because I'm baffled. This is exactly what Katie was complaining about. E3s all the time. There's just a stream. You just got to be ready at any moment for them to just drop some news. And it's like cool in some ways because more people get to eat. But then we're all stuffed. We're good. We don't need it anymore. So out of all of our predictions, I think we all had a really good set of predictions. I'm very excited for all the possibilities that might happen. Like, I really hope some of what we have said today comes to light and like comes a reality i'm excited I, for the future of video games <laughs> i just hope that your prediction of bayonetta is right and my prediction of bayonetta is wrong i also hope that again i don't think it's coming out uh this year i don't i, I don't even think it's coming out next year but it's coming and i just want to see it. i just i just want to know that it exists i want <laughs> I want it to exist, and I want them to start, start off the bat showing us being able to play as multiple characters, like in Devil May Cry 5. That would be cool. Okay, and that was all of our predictions. Uh, Spencer, where can people find all the content that you work on? Uh, you can find me on the internet at MissNintendeek64. You can find my horror movie podcast at a Halloween club. It's called Is It Halloween Yet? Uh, my big thing is going to be, from now until this gets fixed, it's been one week since the IGN uh editorial team wanted something done about their editorial independence and we still haven't heard anything so until we hear something i'm just gonna keep a weekly countdown of it because somebody has to make up milo (laughs) (laughs) he's a little terrorist (coughs) oh no Milo! don't type on that Ah. (laughs) jordan where can people find everything that you're working on uh in addition to what Spencer just did, I realized I forgot one of the biggest predictions that I was going to make, and I'm going to put it here. That's not counted as a prediction, but it has everything to do with what uh, Spencer just said. And it is, we won't learn anything definitive about the editorial fiasco at IGN by the time the first E3 showcase happens, but it's likely to be visibly worse. Uh, that is my prediction with that, because I also, I, I, I don't expect for us to see progress with that, and that's kind of, it's bollocks. But you can find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash versified. You can also download We Should Talk, a game that I made on PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo, Steam, and itch.io. If, you, if you're listening to us, it's likely to be on sale in one of those places. Is it? I have no clue. I, I really don't. Sales just be popping here and there, and I just be putting them in. But uh, buy my game. <laughs> Everyone go check out his game. Now, Kaylee, where can people go to find all the content that you work on? Twitter! You can At? find me. I was doing 
you can find me at Quirk of Art XD on Twitter. And as of this week, because this is going out, you know, this is Wednesday now, um, my shop will be in full swing. There'll be ads and stuff on my Twitter. So um, if you're curious what kind of things I make, it's candles. I make candles if you're interested in some candles. They smell really good. I like them a lot. Oh, my God. Yeah, thank you. Lovely. I'm going to ask you about both. You guys would really help me out by leaving me an Etsy review. And you listening could really help me out by going to Etsy.com slash Quirk of Art Crafts. Quirk of Art, just like my Twitch. Crafts. Because I make candles. And they smell really good. I'm not going to lie. All of them are my favorite. All of them smell amazing. It's really hard to go wrong. Um, and they're really cute. And they're anime themed. I have Sailor Moon candles. I have um, Power Rangers candles. I have Power Rangers candles. We have more coming. It's really exciting. And you should favorite my shop. It'll be really helpful. You should follow me on Twitter. Um, my Patreon has been updated as of the 1st of June. So go ahead and look for that. Patreon.com slash Quirk of Art. And just go ham. Just there's so many ways you can give me money because I need it really bad. I'm poor. Everyone, please check out those candles. They, I have seen them in person. I've seen her work on them the past couple months. They're fantastic. He burns them all the time because he doesn't understand. He's burning my product now. <laughs> I haven't. In, anyway, you can find me on Twitter at Zagger1337 or on any platform ever at that same username because I use the same name everywhere. Branding. This is going to... What? I said branding. Yeah, branding. <laughs> he really did nail the branding. I'll give him that. This is going to do it for the Week 16 Patch Rollout. Subscribe to Future Patches on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Follow the Weekly Patch at the Weekly Patch on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, or join the QA process in our Discord server. Comments, questions, pub reports? Send them to us at hello at theweeklypatch.com. Links to all of these and more in the episode patch notes below. Week 16 Patch complete. the alpha that's what got me into the the alpha theme song so i don't know i feel like we should go spacey with it but i don't know i don't know i'm trying to think i couldn't even like right now the like star trek theme music isn't even in my brain right now i can't even make a parody but i th- I feel like we should go somehow like cosmic-y or maybe matrixy i was thinking matrixy or um techy yeah yeah it's the most want... tech sounding like oh maybe we could do like all of us be like the alpha, alpha, alpha. And then I'll put like robot sounds on top of us, all of us being like alpha. One of you fancy people with, um, you know, stream setups and audio stuff. Can, yeah. Do you have a thing that make, that lets you do autotune voice? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I can make us all into, I can just filter robot over all of our alpha, 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 and then I could layer them. And that's how I made one of the things, is I just auto-tuned everybody into squeaky chipmunk voice and then layered everybody's voices into, like, a row. Like a musical oh. row. My pitch was, um... Not in a row. You oh singing gosh. the alpha. You singing the words, the alpha, but, like, T-Pain voice. But it has to be oh, your wow. voice. <laughs> because that, I think it would sound the best in this context. I'm not making fun of you. I'm be, I'm being genuine. We should we should do all of it, but then and then so then so we have like the alpha, and then like what's the, what's the beta?
the beta. I was gonna say one could be low, the other one could be high. And then you never just That's not bad. And we do like dance dance techno. Like we go from like matrix techno for the alpha to dance techno for the beta. We get our glow sticks out. Beta 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 but like I can't, I can't do like echoey layers. So like, imagine other people saying beta in between my betas. It's like, but with betas, that's what I'm thinking. Bootsing, some bootsing, some bootsing, 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 bootsing. All right, 